Hello, welcome back to our podcast. Uh, I do believe um, we're on number 11, but uh, I've been getting the numbers a bit mixed up of late. Um, some of you may have noticed on earlier episodes. So um, I'm pretty certain it's 11. We're going to go with 11. Um, so today we are, or we will be looking at our workspace areas, the things we have around us that we use the most. Um, everybody's got their own little layout. They've got their own tools that they keep close by that they use more than anything else. Um, and we're just going to have a look at each of our each of our layouts like that. So it's going to be a nice short one today. Um, and uh, yeah, so we'll get on with that. But before we do that, we'll have a quick have a quick look round at what we've been doing this week. Um, we'll start off with Josh. Josh, what have you been building or doing this week in your modelling hobby? So I got the Porsche 918 back out again and stripped all the paint off of it. Mm, so that looked nice. I yeah, it turned out a lot better than I thought it was going to. Um, and then I've I've been working, I've been doing the figure con contest for the Styrene Syndicate. So I did some work on it this weekend. Nothing really other than that. I mean, I did oh, kind of. Is that the Viking? Uh, sure, we'll call it a Viking. It, it's a D and D figure, so. Oh, right. Sorry. It looked like a Viking. I thought. Oh. It, so that's why I, I said, yeah, we can call it that because, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's, it's not looking to In fact, that makes you um, a competitor against me then because I'm also um, doing a, a figure for that. So Just, we're. we're... So long as you know you're not winning, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with the fact that I'm not winning. I, I've seen some of the other stuff that's going in, so um, yeah, well, they're not winning either. It, I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't care. I'm just, it's, it's nice to be part of summer, um, and you know, it's, it's just a bit of fun, isn't it? it yeah, and and there, there is some really good stuff going to be going in. Yeah, I, I <laughs> I've been paying attention. I don't see me winning anything either but yeah there was a couple of people that um uh, uh once they announced that they they were they were taking part it was it was like i just threw me brushes in the bin uh took the model away there was <laughs> no point <laughs> but um oh, you can't be afraid of competition though come on no no but you know of these people of who i speak they are um wizards with paintbrushes and it's it's absolutely incredible we we do have one of them coming on um in in a few weeks we've got one of them as a special guest um i'm not saying no more about that at the moment but um yeah and and their work is phenomenal He's nobody he he just wins golds everywhere he goes i i don't know what to tell you yeah he's just... <laughs> yeah he's, he's yeah <laughs> okay so um anything else you've been on with i just rearranged my garage this weekend that was the only other thing i did i had to i had to make room in here yeah 
Yeah, you got a nice little setup there, though. What about? Yeah. Um, sorry, carry on. It can be. I, you know, it just it gets. It's in my garage, so it gets cluttered up at times. Yeah, I can imagine it's a bit of a pain in the winter. But you said you've got you've got it all sussed out, you know, because of the paint and stuff like that drying, and you know when it's really cold. Yeah, I mean, how how I deal with painting, and, and it's the same thing with rattle can or airbrush. If you can warm up the paint and keep it warm, it is like night and day difference. Oh, wow. And that's, and that's all the way down to a freezing level. I, I've never airbrushed or painted anything below 32 degrees. So yeah, there's, I just never thought it was a point, right? Yeah, I've I've just had a notice come up on my screen saying that somebody's just put twelve thousand nine hundred and fifty nine quid in my account. That will be that pesky lawyer from Zimbabwe again. <laughs> he keeps giving me money. Hey, if if he's just giving away money, I'll take some. Oh yeah, the other week you wanted to give me what was it um, two point four million dollars. He wanted to give me because he, he'd, uh, uh, well, you know the story. It's the same wherever it is. I think it was the legacy left by Nelson Mandela, um, some, something like that. Um, I had to turn him down, though. Obviously, I don't need the money. <laughs> uh, what about you? I was going to call you George then for some reason. Uh. Gordon, I don't know why I can't get Gordon's name first time every time. I, I always end up calling him something else, and today it was nearly George. Um, I don't even don't think I even know a George. Um, so anyway, Jeff, um, <laughs> man, <laughs> what 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 have you been on this week? Oh, I've had a a good bench clean out, sorted all my bench out, get ready for the uh, the mid-25 build. And uh, yeah. I've been sitting tinkering with the uh, one-night-scale Meng Kawasaki H2 at the moment. Yeah, that's a nice bike, that. Yeah. Building the engine up, getting that painted and a pin wash on it and spraying the frame green. Yeah, so have, uh, have you, I don't know if you got your you got pictures up anywhere where people can see them or no, I've not talked on not yet. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it's a nice bike though. I, I, it really is a nice bike, and I love the box art on it as well. It's sort of all dark and um... yeah. The, the fun part is going to be the uh, the black chrome finish on the tank and the fairing and the mud guard and stuff. That's going to be the fun part. Are you going to use like uh, you know you get the powders that turn chrome into like black chrome? Um, I've got the um, C two is it polishing powders? I've got the yeah as well. But um, I've been having a word with one of the guys down at the local car shop that does bodywork. Yeah and stuff and he's given me an idea on how to paint it without using the polishing powders oh wow so i'm interested to see I'm, if that works i'm going to try it on the mud guard first yeah 
I don't want to go trying it on the tank because it's a complex shape and the fairing's the same. So the front wood guard's fairly simple. I'm going to try it, experiment with it on that first. Oh, right. Yeah, I look forward I've, to seeing that. Well, is it, I've done something similar in the past where I've primed it, uh, put a filler coat over it, sanded it back, then put a gloss coat on it, and then I've given it a coat of gloss and just before it goes off I've misted it over with AK's true metal colours they're chrome in a very misty coat or right. just a very fine coat so it keys in so you, you, you can just yeah. see it's all too shiny and then left it for a few days to go off and then polish that up yeah and how did that come out i i built a gpz 900 and a gpz 1100 and they had black chrome exhaust and it came out pretty good but the h2 with the chrome mirror chrome finish it's a little bit more intense yeah so i might have to put a little bit more of the the chrome on yeah, because, um, I mean, let, let, let's be honest, them, them powders are fantastic. There's no doubt in it. They really do get the job done. Yeah. But, and this is a big but, and we all know what I'm going to say, yeah. they're incredibly messy. Yeah. Powder gets absolutely everywhere. Um, you know, you can't handle it properly. Uh, and, it, you know, it's just, yeah, they're very good. They are very good. They achieve the desired result, but there's a huge downside to it oh this is it I've, I've seen the tamiya h2 right gloss black and uh done with the uh the powders right and it looked absolutely amazing but it was wearing cotton gloves yeah he actually finished the bike he put it straight into a display case and fastened it to the base because you can't handle it and if you start to put a sealer coat or anything on it, it just knocks the shine off completely. Yeah, no, it's... Um, I bought... I, I mean, I remember well when them powders came out. Um, the C5 or C3 or whatever it is, the metalizer, was very popular for a short period. Everybody yeah. was buying it. Um, and I, too, I got caught up in it. I bought it. But I never actually used it until about a year not even about six six to seven months ago was the first time i used it and um i made the mistake of opening it it was a hot day i've got the fan on and i, I made the mistake of opening the lid with the fan yeah. blowing yeah you get it everywhere yeah and even when you turn the fan off it just gets everywhere yeah. um it's like chalk dust it's finer than chalk dust yeah. um but it does do a good job so that, that's what um john's been doing i have been on with let me see mainly my i bought uh, an avro lancaster um at a car boot sale about five years ago it didn't have a box it didn't have any instructions and it turns out it didn't have a canopy either or in fact any of the clear glass 
um so it just sat on the shelf and then i was looking for a filler just something to do while i waited for the mid 25 group build to come up and um i thought i'd do that and then of course i remembered didn't have none of the bits that i needed um john gordon kindly sent me the canopies um so i could carry on with the build um and so i've been on with that most of the week everything went fine right up until last night when i decided to um finish things off after i'd had a few rums to drink um as i sit and look at it now the propellers broke uh the bombay door had fallen off the bomb had fallen out the bottom the rear wheel was bent <laughs> and uh some of the decals are a bit wonky um important lesson learned here um who knew <laughs> drinking models don't don't mix oh and the uh the landing gear had broke on one side <laughs> up until then it was perfect um i will say it was an old it was a very old kit the um there was no panel lines there was some raised rivet detail on it um i had to go back and redo all that uh and unfortunately uh the decals are dire uh, they really were bad and uh they caused me a few problems as well so uh i've just you know i've managed to get everything back into where it's supposed to be i've just got the broken propeller left to fix um but to be honest you know it was just a filler i paid three quid for it um so i haven't lost any money it's been enjoyable i've got a nice finish on it i had some trouble with the paint as well at, at one point um too much hairspray I was going for a chipped finish. I put too much airspray on. And anyway, it's all on the site. All the information like that's on the site if you want to go and have a look and see what I've done. Um, and that, that's all I've been up to, really. Um, as you're listening to this, the, we're, we're going on about the MiG-25 build. That's probably already underway as you listen to this now. It starts on the 19th of September um this this will be going out later than that uh but it doesn't finish till the 31st of december 2019 there is a prize which uh one of the members has put up it's a tank i can't remember which one it is um it's uh is it it's a vesta or mini art or something i can't remember now mini art in it yeah i think it's a mini art is it t30 it's, anyway. it's it's a self-propelled gun isn't it basically yeah okay you're right you you know more than not. i i really don't know um i did have a picture of it um there will be some more information on spruce surgery waiting room if you pop along to there in the notifications there's uh some information about it um you've probably still got time to get in and join so you just need to build a mig 25 basically any scale as long as it's a mig 25 um so there we go 
Okay, that's what we've been building this week. Um, so let's get on with what we've got in our immediate area. So I'll start. Um, so I tend to have around me uh, the obvious things like tech is, is to hand. Um, I'm on a cutting mat, obviously. Um, and then I try and I, I really try and keep my workspace empty. Um, I don't like a lot of clutter, um, although it does keep getting cluttered. Every time I start uh, building or something, I end up with loads of bits of paint and and so on around me. So as I sit here now, I'm just looking. So I've, I've got um, a paint stand, which holds, uh, basically, it just holds about 15 to 20 Citadel paints. And in that, I've mainly got contrast paints. They normally stay quite close. So I use the contrast paints a lot. I do like them. Um, and I, I use them quite a lot. Um, and then I've got a little rack of brushes right next to me. They've got, they're my favorite brushes, um, the ones I use the most. Uh, there's also uh, a little screwdriver on there um and an old brush an old stipple brush and an old brush for cleaning out my airbrush with um there's loads of detail brushes very very fine brushes in the uh, it's the tamiya white rack it's a round rack that's got loads of little squares in that you put uh, um your stuff on um and then obviously i've got my laptop which i use a lot for reference um talking to everyone in the hangout uh, and so on. I've got a Citadel water pot, which um, has got, it's probably about half full with water and a tiny, tiny amount of washing up liquid um, just to keep keep the brushes clean. Uh, I'd, yeah, I don't know where I heard about the washing up liquid or even if I did. Um, I've sometimes i wonder whether i'm doing more harm than good um but you know i use them so uh there's a fan which uh, i have on the go constantly because i'm always getting hot i've got some sort of midlife crisis going on i think um uh i also have some fly and wasp killer because i hate flies i hate wasps and uh, the minute they come near me i have to spray them um unfortunately that involved spraying my model yesterday uh another reason not to have a drink and then try and kill a blue bottle uh i've got uh, some speakers that are connected to the cd player soldering iron uh that's nearby with a it's a reg one that's got an adjustable temperature uh little bottle of cellulose thinners kitchen roll i've got quite a big desk actually if i was to measure it i would say it's about six foot long probably about three foot wide um it's like about the length of a paste table but double the width um, and it's made of like a white pvc plastic um as for tools that are close by, uh, obviously I have scalpels nearby. Um, no, I, you know, nothing else is on here really. I'll try and keep it as bare as possible. 
but behind me i've got a dental trolley that i bought um from a charity shop and in that that's got sanders uh tweezers um all my uh clips you know um spring clips and uh stuff for clamping stuff together um some airbrushes uh you know loads of stuff like that stuff for keeping the airbrush clean um and 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 stuff like that there's always a metal ruler on me desk use that a lot for a lot of different things um gordon got me uh bought me a metal ruler and uh i keep that on the desk at all times it comes in really handy for so many different things um it's much better than the plastic ones as well because the plastic ones can get chipped and nicked and you, your blade can dig into them if you're not careful and you can end up cracking them and all sorts so you get a metal one they're very cheap um this one's a stainless steel one inches and centimeters on and when you flip it over it's got all the conversions for um inches to millimeters um your all your fractions on the back as well of what they equal uh your tapping whitworth scale um all that loads of information on the back um and when you think you'll pay you go to wh smith's for a regular ruler you're probably going to pay about two pound fifty something like that um you go down to um i can't remember the name of the shop not b q uh it's another one fairly local and uh, you can pick up stuff from there i think it's one pound fifty for one of these um i bought another one I do want to get a, a six-inch rule, a metal six-inch rule, a little bit thinner, because that they're good for doing uh, rivets with, um, to run me riveting tool along. Um, and I've got various little pots around, little steel pots that I can, you know, I can sometimes put a bit of cellulose thinner in and drop bits of the airbrush in, or I can put a bit of water in the bottom of one and. and you know dip smaller decals in um and then as the build progresses i start to congregate paint uh just below the camera you can't see it uh and there's various paints that i'm using on that build and they tend to stay there uh right through the build right until i've finished and then at the end of every build i like to go in and totally clean everything away so that it's um so that the very next time i start the next build everything is gone the table's nice and clean um i do like to do that uh but um you know that's uh that's pretty much and obviously i've got a microphone on a boom stand um i did i used to have it on the desktop but it was just taking up room um, so I've got it on a boom stand and I've got the tripod on a Manfrotto um, sorry I've got the webcam on a Manfrotto tripod uh, and that sits just above uh, sits just in front of me and looks down on my work so that I can do the YouTube videos and stuff like that um, and that's about it really 
Um, other things that I use quite a lot would include one of my favorite items that I use a lot is the Mr. Surfacer, um, especially the 500. I use the Mr. Surfacer 500 a lot um, for filling and stuff like that. I've also recently come across a new one, which is Mr. Dissolved, uh, Mr. Uh, Perfect Plastic Dissolved Perfect Plastic Putty. And basically, it's like the per perfect plastic putty, and it's dissolved down into almost a little bit thicker than a milk consistency. And um, you can put this on, and it'll fill minor, small areas, small cracks, stuff like that. Love that stuff. I only just come across it very recently. So I do keep that very close by. Um, clear fix is always close by. And then my thinners, uh, I decant into small eyedropper bottles and, 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 and keep them close by as well. Um, and that's about it, really. Um, not a lot else. Some retarder, that's there. Um, and a couple of models that I'm working on sit around the table. Uh, yeah, that's some really exciting stuff. <laughs> um, I can see people crashing all over, all over the UK now as they doze off listening to <laughs> my listening to my bench. It sounded like a really good idea to do one on a workbench. Um, I'm going to hand over now to Josh and let him kill the rest of the population off. <laughs> All right. Well, with that great intro, um, you're welcome. Y'all up. <laughs> um. So so basically, I got a new kitchen table in my house, and tried to sell my old one. Well, my old one was fifty-two inches by fifty-two inches square table. Couldn't sell it. Couldn't sell it. So I kept it, and it is my modeling table. It takes up a lot of real estate, but on this table in front of me right now is a roundabout with probably about 50 paints on it, airbrush cleaner, clear coat. I've got my, my, uh, sometimes I throw my mic on it and so it's a little bit further away. Yeah. Um, my iMac sits on this table and I have one of the bigger screened iMacs and it doesn't take up much room on this table. Um, which is kind of cool. What, what version iMac is it? People are bound to ask that. Uh, I actually, I actually don't know. It's when my parents buy this 2005, I think. I don't know because I I, I use um, Windows. Yeah, I think it's a 2005. My parents have had this computer for well over 10 years, um, and did all you know. And eventually, they wanted to upgrade, so they got a newer one. One of the newer iMacs that's really thin. Oh right, yeah. And they gave you that, oh. or you had to buy it. No, they just gave it to me. I I didn't even have to ask. I just went and picked it up. 
which was okay. great. So, yeah. so then I have a computer out in my workbench area for when I want to do hangouts or the podcast or so I'm not inside my house, you know? Yeah. How do you think that compares that, that iMac to um, you've obviously used Bindos at some point. <laughs> so th this is why I have an iMac. They a don't get viruses B last for well longer than a PC ever will. At least that's my, I, I can't get a PC to last more than about two years. We're just doing social media stuff. Um, really? Yeah. I've never had an, I've never had a PC stock PC last more than two years. They get wow. some little bitty virus and they're basically a paperweight after that. Um, but my iMac, you, it doesn't get viruses. It doesn't, you know, if, if, there's something in that page that will corrupt the computer. It won't even go into that page. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's big reason why I have an iMac. Yeah. Um, and they last a long time. I yeah. mean, the one, my, the one I'm using right now, I mean, 2005 and it's 2019, you know, and it still runs great. I mean, yeah, my parents beat it to death, but you know, it works great for out here in the garage. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to. I know. I know people are gonna be would have been asking that, and um, right now they're furiously writing emails to you. Um, because I know this is. I, I've been in this situation before. They'll either a be telling you. Um, you don't you, you're not doing it right with the the pcs or they'll be correcting something about the the um you'll get the haters of apple saying um they do get viruses or something like that you, you know what i mean i i've owned i i own two imacs i have an ipad i have an iphone i've never had any issues with any of that stuff crashing I've yeah. literally had an Android the before I think it was Motorola, and then before that I had a Samsung, and yeah. both Facebook both destroyed those phones. They got something yeah. in them; it just basically became a paperweight. I've I'll, I'll be honest; I've never had that level of problem with. Um, but fair enough, fair enough. I mean, <laughs> you know. Each to their each to their own. I mean, if I could afford an Apple, um, I would. I would probably have one, but they're way out of my reach. In fact, I think what we'll do is one week we'll do an Apple versus Android um, discussion. Yeah, that's, okay. a good, that's a good idea because it's something that um, people can get behind. Yeah, we'll do that one week. We'll try and see if we can get somebody in. Um, what are you, Gordon? You're you're uh, you're on your PC, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see if we can get somebody else to come in that's maybe got Apple, um, and we can have a discussion on Apple versus Android. We'll do that one week. Yeah, I like the idea of that. Okay. Anyway, sorry, uh, Josh. Carry on. 
So, yeah, basically, because this table's so big, I've got quite a bit of stuff on it. Um, I've got those little stackable plastic bins that has sandpaper, sticks, scalpels, razor blade knife, or um, X-Acto blade knives. I've got like four or five of those. I've got a drawer just for Warhammer, like extra parts, um, handheld um, pin vice, you know stuff for drilling holes and keyboard mouse mic webcam i mean i can bring over the drummel if i need to i can put the 3d printer on this table with everything i just said on it i might have to rearrange some stuff but i can make that happen um but other than that i don't i don't really I try to keep this area just for what I'm working on at the moment. And I've got another bench like almost behind me that I store everything on for the most part. I mean, other than that, my, my table stays as roughly clean as it can be for being in a garage. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, to be honest, you've got a tidy, tidy little setup considering it is in a garage um i I've slipped into american there calling it a garage over here it's a garage <laughs> what's in the garage, <laughs> garage. whereas you call it the garage let's have a look in the garage okay so um that's josh and his uh Huge tap. Why is it? Is it a proper? Just out of curiosity, when you say it, is it like an MDF table, or an oak table, or is it an old one? Uh, you know, it is. Oh shit! Ten years ago, um, I want to say it's oak table. Wow, that's a so, nice table. Then, yeah, I'm surprised you couldn't sell it. Because, yeah, oak tables are like over here, that cost a fortune for an oak table. Well, I, you know, I, I, I wasn't trying to get a, I was trying to get at least $100 out of it. Well, yeah, a big table would easily go. Well, wasn't it, Gordon, over here, a big oak table like that? Yeah. Oh, I paid, I paid well over a thousand for this table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm well aware, but I had it for, 15 years and it got all scratched up and faded and but the people thing just is, over, so. over here that just means it's worth more <laughs> you know you've got it all scratched and buggered up people will go oh that, that's ancient just say you just say it's been handed down in the family it's 500 years old no <laughs> people are people are smarter than that i would <laughs> Can't really. I, I, I wouldn't be too. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Oh, um, over there, over here, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, because over I don't know about America, but over here we've got this this thing. Um, there's a lot of these programs on TV where they go into your house. You know what car boot sale is, don't you? Do you have them in America? Oh, what? A car boot sale. 
car boot sale. <coughs> yeah, right, basically, people pull up in a field in their cars and they're in rows and they open the boots of their cars and they pull out tables and loads of stuff. They put the stuff on the tables and they sell it. Basically, they get rid of all the junk. Yeah. So they, they, they get rid of all the crap they've got in their house and they take it to a field um, and there's like hundreds of other cars there and they all sell their junk to other people. And it's called a car boot sale. I think in America they do something like a garage sale. Yeah, it's more out of each home. It's not really in a field, but they do have that kind of stuff here. Yeah. So it's anyway, there's been this influx over the last few years, decade or whatever, where they go into people's houses, they root around and find stuff that's like 200 years old. Um, and then they sell it at auction and make a fortune, right? So there was loads of these programs came out. And as a result of that, everyone started going to these car boot sales thinking they'd got precious heirlooms, when really they'd got 1970s junk. <laughs> and they would start asking astronomical prices for it. Um, saying that it's unique, rare, one of a kind. You've you've come across these phrases, no doubt, on eBay. Um, and these programs are all to blame. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's just uh, ridiculous the level of um, how how greedy people have become, and they will just sell anything to make some money um and sometimes it's quite sad because they'll sell off their grandfather's war medals which i don't agree with um you know grandfather's been in the war he's got a load of medals he's died and the first thing they've done is gone and flogged his medals um that's just my opinion but um anyway we've uh, gone way off track uh so that was Josh's work area. Um, had you was there more to add, or had you finished? I'm pretty well done. I it's exciting, I isn't it? Huh? <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John. Now, <laughs> by this stage, everyone's comatosed already, so you've got to try and revive them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty much the same as Josh. I've got a, an old dining room table as mug bench with a A2 cutting mat. Because I've just purchased one of uh, Mr. Flores' uh, workstations and uh, I'm quite liking it. And at the top of the table, I've got the paint wrap that I made with uh, God knows how many tins of Tammy and Mr. Colour paints on. And, the new Tammy Lacquer paints, Alclad True Metal Colours and all that stuff, uh, MRP Zero paints. I've got all sorts of stuff. Across the top, I've got all my primers and stuff. And left-hand side, I've got the PC, the screen and the keyboard. Lamp, daylight lamp, microphone and stuff. Uh, the side of me, on the right, I've got... 
a good portion of my motorbike kits, my stash, one or two other various kits. I've got a hairdresser's air, hostess trolley, which has got 20 drawers in. That's got enamel paints in, uh, paint sets, tweezers, tools, uh, reference material. Yeah, Shareways want that back, by the way. Yeah, basically just modelling paraphernalia. On the top, I've got me um, Blair acrylic colours in a, what they call, hobby zone paint rack. Oh uh, yeah, I've got some of those. The hobbies, yeah, the, the laser cut. Yeah, yeah, they're quite good, them, and they're they're a reasonable price as well. They're about eleven to twelve quid each. Yeah, and, well, I have I haven't got a lot of Vallejo acrylic colours, but the ones I have just fitting that nicely. And then I've got an old mug with uh, all my paintbrushes in. Under the table, I've got. Uh, the Badger compressor, and behind that, I've got the uh, Big Bertha, the uh, the car spraying compressor, in yeah. case that backs up. <laughs> well, if I if I kick that one up, it vibrates the work table because it's so big. <laughs> yeah, I've I um, I've got an old mug as well, but she's gone to bed. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, don't forget what she can hear. <laughs> Tell is too loud. <laughs> uh, right. So anyway, um, there we go. What a roller coaster ride of excitement and danger that was. Um, so that's a look at uh, what we've got around us. Um, pretty much, pretty much going to be the same wherever you go. Uh, most people have the same things uh glue knives scalpels nippers interestingly that's one thing none of us mentioned yeah well this this is it mark what is the one thing that you've got on your workbench and josh right one tool on your workbench you can't do without right so the one tool on my workbench that i couldn't do without right now i'm going to exclude glue because that's an obvious you've got to have glue it, that would be, you know, you've got to have glue to glue stuff together. So I'm not going to include that. So it has to be a tool. Um, shall we say we'll exclude nippers as well because everybody's going to have them. Um, it. So you need to be something that you use regularly. You know what? What? I would say for me, it's Mr. Surfacer, uh, Mr. Sur the Mr. Surfacer 500 and Mr. Surfacer 1200. I think they are vastly underrated. I use them all the time in all sorts of situations. Um, yes, I've got, uh, you know, I've got nippers, I've got glue, but everybody's got those. This is the one item, one extra that um, I've got to have, along with, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna have two actually. I know you said one, but I'm gonna have two. Um, 
the uh mr self-leveling thinner mr is it mr hobby self-leveling thinner yeah mr hobby self-leveling thinner 400 yeah that stuff is phenomenal it's like unicorn tears it's unbelievable you can use it in um tamiya paints to you know you, all these people that say they can't brush paint with tamiya i think you're just basically doing it wrong shake your bottle up with your tamiya painting shake your bottle up open the lid flip the lid up and you, you've got you'll have a little bit of paint in the lid then put two drops only two drops of mr leveling thinner in that lid and mix it up in that lid and then paint from that lid and um you're good to go i've i've painted no now i will say that it's not really any good for painting big large areas um but touching up things like that self-leveling thinner and tamiya excellent can't go wrong and obviously mr surfacer that's me what about you josh so basically the one tool that i always find i pull out more than anything else are alligator clips <laughs> all right yeah um because i can i can put a figure on them i can hold a part with them while i'm painting them uh um, cool is these sand parts depending on the figure um and yeah. and if i was going to add another one just yeah. to say two q-tips i i've i've always found a reason to have a set on my workbench now you call q-tips you they're earbud things aren't they we call them earbuds um cotton buds i mean they're these things yeah we yeah. call them cotton buds now interestingly there is a second um you can get the regular cotton buds that you get in beauty stores um but you can buy these special ones they're a bit dearer but they're very slim line they've got a fine point on the end um and they're only sold in modeling stores yeah the tammy ones yeah, yeah. they're quite expensive though yeah <laughs> really expensive yeah, yeah i've never bought any to be honest because i honestly cannot see why i would pay i think there's something like six quid for ten so um, so here's here's the thing that i i learned and i i found those these but in the baby section there's q-tips for little bitty infants i think is what they're called yeah all right little bitty infants they've got a pretty good not a point but it, i mean yeah. to it yeah they're a lot smaller oh right i'll and, have a look at that and you get like 500 of them for or a thousand maybe i don't, I don't know how many, how many do these things hold six million oh, 50 300 for like two bucks that's that's the equivalent of about i can't remember are we more or less than you so uh here. what's the exchange rate at the moment what's what's a dollar worth over here gordon i haven't got a clue at the minute 
Isn't it something like 75p? No. For a pound, every pound is something like 75 cents. I'm assuming you've got 100 cents to a dollar. Yeah. So I think one of our pounds is about 75 cents, or it used to be. Um, obviously, I haven't checked on the exchange rate for years. Um, so it's probably changed. Um, anyway, so uh, John, your turn. Gordon. My, my, my tours I can't do with that are my reversible tweezers. They work the opposite way to normal tweezers. You squeeze them to open them up. They're ideal yeah. for holding parts, putting parts in aircraft or whatever you're working on, right? Holding stuff for spraying. And the other favourite one is, same as Josh, the little alligator clips on the kebab sticks. Oh, yeah. See, the difference in mine is, you know, those really cheap, I call them bristle brushes. They're not paint brushes, but they're the... Oh, yeah. Well, I ripped the bristle part of it out and used the rest of the paint, paint stick. Yeah. To attach to the... And, I mean, they're what? Wow, that's off. actually a good idea. Let me have a look. Is that what I think you've done? Let's have a look. Oh, yeah, so you ripped the, the bristles out the ferrule. Yeah, because the plastic holds up a little bit more to paint. Because if it gets wet or glue or, you know, whatever, yeah. the wood seems to shrink or get really, you know, more solid. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I, I bought the alligator clips on the, on the little sticks and they came through the post and you've got to put them together yourself. Yeah. And, uh, of course, mine didn't go together very well because I bought the cheap ones. Uh, and every time I put uh, every time I clamp something down, they inevitably fall off. <laughs> oh, this is it. I, I bought, <clears throat> I think it was a hundred alligator clips or electrical things, whatever you want to call them. For I think it was two quid, two fifty, something like that. Yeah. And I bought a pack of a hundred uh, kebab sticks, the bamboo kebab sticks. It's for a pound from the pound shop. Yeah, and, and the kebab sticks are like six foot long. <laughs> so they're, they're actually a 12-inch bamboo kebab stick, and they're ideal. So you do is clamp the end on. There's the right thickness of clamping round them and stuff. And I've, I've, got, I've got a drawer full of them. But the thing is, they're too long. For what I how I stick them, I've got a uh, polystyrene block. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll tell you what I used. Um, at one point, I didn't have any hold of any polystyrene, so I cut a chunk of um, a chunk of a car sponge off, and then I soaked it in um, a PVA. A PVA water mix yeah. let, let it soak that up and then just left it out in the sun and it became a you know a you know like yeah. a exactly a like a polystyrene block 
Oh, that's it. I've got I've got a big chunk of polystyrene that I use, and the other thing that I've used, I've, if I've got any old cardboard boxes, I'll cut them up into strips, about a foot long, about four inches thick, and then just tape them all together, put a band of tape around the outside of Oh, them. yeah, like the cat scratching, yeah. Yeah, and that's ideal for standing stuff in. Yeah, as long as it's corrugated card, you're all right, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Mr. Hobby, they've they brought them out uh, about a year, two years ago. Um, interestingly, I, I found out the other day I've been modelling for a lot longer than I thought I had. <laughs> I was convinced I'd only been modelling for about five years, but I just had a post come up on Facebook, and it seems I've been modelling for about ten years. Um, double the amount of time I thought I had. So, um, there we go. Uh, I think that about covers everything, really. There's not a lot more can be said for the uh, this episode and what we've got hanging around our desks. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, just a couple of things to mention. Uh, I'm just trying, I'm just sorry, I'm just working out in my head when this is going to come out. Uh, and if it's going to come out before or after. So we've got some people coming up for interviews. Um, and I can't really tell you anything more than that because I'm not sure where this this video, this, uh, this episode is going to place on our calendar. Uh, so we'll have a look at that. But we have got, uh, we will have some more interviews coming up. We've got quite a few people lined up. Uh, and we got some really good, uh, uh, good, good people coming in to talk to us, and um, hoping to make it a good, good show for everyone. Uh, as always, if you've got anything you want us to discuss, um, then by all means get in contact, um, and we will look at you know we'll have a look and see if it's something we can work with, and we'll go from there. Uh, apart from that, that's about all for this week. Uh, say bye from me. Bye from me. Bye. There we go. Cheerio, folks. See you next time.